Welcome to the School of Faith. This is where we are trying to provide an intellectual voice to the faith in the complex issues of our faith and the core issues of our faith, the things that are absolutely core, the things that are absolutely complex. How do we bring our minds to love God with all of our minds to our faith? And one of the questions we're dealing with right now as a church is around the biblical narrative. We're doing a class on that and group curriculum is all about the biblical narrative. And so we're asking the question, what is the story the Bible tells? Does the Bible tell a story? And been asked by many people, like, why are we doing this? And why are we teaching this? And what value? How does this apply? Well, it applies in two really key ways I want to talk to you about today. Number one is that it applies in the sense that we as Christians need to know what the Bible says and how it says what it says. So if the Bible is telling a story, Christians need to know what that story is. Secondly, we need to know the entire story and the biblical narrative in order to communicate that to other people. So concurrently with this curriculum, Ryan is teaching through the book of Jonah in a series called Shift. And throughout that uh, whole series, we're often asking questions about evangelism and mission. How do we communicate the faith to a world that is lost? Well, if we do not know the story, we'll never be able to tell the story. And telling the story of the biblical narrative, I have found, helps people understand what the Bible is, what the faith is, and then when we're interacting with the Bible and the faith, where it is and what part of the story we're jumping into. So the biblical narrative refers to, we teach it in five key words that tells the story from Genesis to Revelation. We believe the Bible is a unified story that points us to Jesus. And that story is told through five key words, creation, fall, rebellion, redemption, and new creation. It's that simple. Creation, fall, rebellion, redemption, and new creation. I want to convince you now uh, that to understand this, uh, you're going to be even more encouraged as a participant of the faith and as a participant in a group at Awakening, and also tell you that you're going to be better at communicating the biblical narrative um, after having watched this video so or listening to this podcast, however you're interacting with it. Um, first off, the Bible doesn't seem like a story, does it? It doesn't really seem that way. Even if it is, we want to know, again, why does it matter? Um, but the Bible does not seem like a story, and that's part of our hesitation with interacting with something like the biblical narrative. Um, the Bible doesn't seem like a story because it's not one book. The word Bible literally means library or multiple books. Um, also, the, the Bible doesn't seem like a story because it is strictly not chronological. When you start reading in Genesis, by the time you get to Leviticus even, the, the chronology, the, the way time moves starts to shift and change, and it only gets more complicated as the Bible goes on. When you're in the prophets, for example, you're reading prophecies about a time that was really happening in like Kings and Chronicles, right? So the overlap of the Bible kind of becomes tricky because it seems like this is not the way I turn, you know, in a fiction novel from one place to the other. It doesn't seem like the Bible works that way. Well, it doesn't, but that doesn't mean it's not a cohesive narrative. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. It also doesn't seem like a story because we've got all kinds of genres in our Bible, right? So we've got Psalms that are singing songs and poetry, and we also have strict historical narratives, and we have prophecies, and we have laws. We have like societal laws and things like that. So it doesn't seem like at times it's even reading like a narrative. So that can become a trip up point. And lastly, the Bible was not written by one person. When I tell you a story, it's usually just me, right? Telling you a whole tale and you hear beginning, middle, and end. Well, 
At some level, the Bible does not do that because not one author is necessarily speaking. God is speaking through multiple human authors. So the voice changes, the emphasis changes. Just take your four gospels, for example, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They all emphasize something just a little different about who Jesus is in order to enlighten us, to give us the whole picture across four gospels. But we're still hearing one story of one man. So the Bible doesn't seem like a story, but it is a story in this sense. There is a general arc of God's activity across all the books of scripture. It starts in creation with the God creating the world in Genesis 1 and 2. It moves to the story of the fall of humanity really captured in Genesis 3 and a little bit in Genesis 4, how humanity fell from God's good created order. Then you'd think, well, doesn't humanity pick itself back up? No, man, most of your Bible most of the Old Testament from about Genesis 3 and 4 all the way until we meet Jesus Christ, we get the story of rebellion. The people continually kind of grinding their gears against God, pushing away God as he continues to pursue them. Then we get the story of redemption happening at the beginning of your New Testament. God starts to make the move in Jesus Christ, the incarnate God, coming to life and preaching the good news of the kingdom of God to bring all people back to himself. Um, as Jesus lives, teaches, dies on the cross, and raises from the dead, redemption, God's people being brought back into favor, into the goodness of his creation, is being told through those four gospels and the book of Acts. It's from the book of Acts into the letters and into Revelation that we kind of see the story move from redemption to the future promise of new creation. One day, God will restore his people back to his place in his presence. And your New Testament is always calling towards what we call the eschatological vision, the vision of the end times, that something good is coming to bring God's people back to order. Well, why does this story matter? Again, we said it matters because we need to know it and we need to share it. But more pointedly, narratives shape our entire existence, you guys. Stories shape everything. Think about the story of America and how that is told and how it's told incorrectly and correctly. When it's told, it shapes culture, right? The story of America or a nation can shape the current culture in good ways and in bad ways. Likewise, our faith, when told correctly, shapes our understanding of God and others. Narratives are also really powerful. Think about the time you've heard a story from someone that has changed how you view that person. Like you think this person is maybe a little prickly and like you don't really like them at first and then they start to open up and share with you about their cancer diagnosis. Or they start to share with you about a time in their life where they faced immense pain and how God brought them through that. Suddenly the power of that narrative changes the whole way you see that person. I think God knew that. He wanted to tell us his story. He wanted to tell us his narrative so that we can have a more accurate vision of who God is. Also, early Christians, they witnessed the resurrection of Jesus and Jesus himself understood and was teaching his early apostles that a narrative was happening. Let me point you to 1 Corinthians 15 when Paul says that Christ died, it says, quote, in accordance with scripture. Near the end of Jesus's life, sorry, after he rose from the dead in Luke 24, he meets these men on the road to Emmaus. You could look this up in Luke 24, 27. And when he's in his resurrected body talking with these people who are interacting, thinking this is Jesus who rose from the dead, Luke tells us that Jesus, it says, 
beginning with Moses, that's the first five books of the Bible, and all the prophets, it's kind of a catch-all way of saying your whole Old Testament, beginning with Moses and the prophets, Jesus interpreted to them, these people listening to him, in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. It's like this whole story has been leading up to this moment, and Jesus in this Bible study moment in Luke 24, he says, the whole story has led to this moment. You could also look at Peter's sermon in Acts 2. Peter kind of recaps the whole vision of who Jesus Christ is through the story of Scripture. He's quoting Joel. He's quoting Isaiah. These are prophets from the Old Testament saying, there's been a story being told and Jesus is the climax. So three things to close here on why does the biblical narrative really matter. First, guys, it's a matter of interpretation. When we hear the story of Scripture, or when we, when, sorry, when we are reading a particular passage of Scripture, we need to know where is that passage in light of this narrative, right? So because I'm reading something in the Old Testament, it's really important that I know I'm reading it in the context of the theme of rebellion, because that means I'm reading a messy part of God's history, right? When I'm reading things about Jesus, I'm reading about the ways in which God is redeeming things. So I'm going to interpret those passages in light of the larger story scripture is telling, right? And that's important when we're sharing our faith with people too, is that God's people have been through a story and we're interacting with scripture as a part of that story. So we don't just jump into verses and grab those verses and think, that helps me for today. Now we jump into that scripture and we go, what is this telling us about God and the story he's told us, right? Secondly, not just a matter of interpretation, uh, it's important for a matter of identity. What part of the story are we in right now? Well, as I outline the story for you, right, we are in the middle of redemption and new creation. So it's really important to know that you and I as Christians today, we sit at a very valuable time in the story. And so God is inviting us to participate in his history of redemption, right? In knowing that we are not quite at new creation yet. We have not had heaven join earth and God's people, God's place, God's presence together. The vision of revelation has not yet been done yet, but the redemption through Jesus has. So we sit in a time theologians call the already but not yet. It's like God has already done the work in Christ, but not yet brought it to full consummation in new creation. Well, that's really important for Christians to know and for non-Christians to know that they are a part of a way larger story that God is doing through the people of Israel into all nations through Jesus Christ now in his church. Those are important things. Lastly, not just a matter of interpretation, not just a matter of identity, a matter of eschatology. That's what I'm talking about right now at the end. Where is everything headed? You know, I think a lot of people walk around the Silicon Valley not thinking about that and walking around our context here at Awakening, maybe not thinking about like, where is this history headed? In fact, a lot of people think the world is spinning out of chaos. A lot of people think it's just going to end poorly and dramatically and terribly. There's a lot of pessimism out there. There's a ton of discouragement. There's a lot of people that are just weighed down, rightfully so, from terrible things that are going on in the world. Christians have a message of hope because we have a story of hope. We have a narrative that tells us it's not over yet. And though it seems dark, just like in between the rebellion of Israel and the redemption of Jesus coming, things looked very dark. Likewise, today, we sit in between redemption and new creation. And yes, things look dark, 
But do we believe that God is going to redeem all things? He's done it in Christ. Christ has come, Christians claim. Christ will come again and set things right. That's really important for people to give great hope. If we do not have the biblical narrative, and if we do not present the gospel in light of the biblical narrative, we'll probably miss a matter of an interpretation, a matter of identity, like what part of the story we're in, and a matter of hope, eschatology. Something is coming that is good. Friends, the Bible is one unified story that leads to Jesus Christ. Knowing this narrative, as I've said here, can lead us to a more holistic understanding of our faith by guiding us into good interpretations, into a confident identity, and a certain hope of a future that God has for his people. I want you to engage with scripture, engage with the Bible, engage with the content in our small groups, and as you listen to preaching, to receive it through the lens of the biblical narrative. It is of utmost importance, and I can't wait to see for how this is going to transform us as a church. Love you guys.